Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Thursday, January 6th edition of the Basement Academy. January 6th. Uh, it's one of those dates that will live on, I think, uh, in American history, like a December 7th, like a September 11th. So January 6th will call to mind the events of one year ago today. And as we get further away from that, I think January 6th will probably continue to live on as a significant date in American history. The morning psalm offers a, a gentle reproof, if not a, a firmer <laughs> reproof, for those who would flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their own sin. That's the line up here on the, on the whiteboard. As I'm reading different articles about in kind of interpreting, offering their reflection on that date as we come to the anniversary, um, what I observe is there's a tendency in our society, there's a tendency in each of us to look at an event and always see the fault in the other person. This, I think, is a result of sin in our lives. It blinds us to our own behavior, our own sin, our own attitudes. And there's something in the sinful nature, the, the, the nature of sin itself, that has us looking to the other person always, that we flatter ourselves so much that we cannot detect or then hate our sin. If I can't detect it, how can I hate it? And so I think that the opening words of this psalm, it's a great psalm, are a corrective, particularly on a day like today. Rather than see January 6th as an opportunity to lambast the other side, and I don't care what side of the political aisle you lean towards, that, that's irrelevant to me. As followers of Jesus Christ, we begin first by seeking to detect and hate our own sin. If we cannot detect and hate our own sin, then I think this psalm suggests we're in a dangerous place. And so let us engage in the work of self-examination, both theologically and practically, you know, for our lives. But then as we look out to the world, rather than be quick to point the finger at the other person, let us lament <laughs> realities such as this such as the events of September 6th or Sept uh, January 6th or September 11 uh, or December 7th, you know, when there's these, these big dates that, that, that are pivotal moments uh, for freedom and democracy in our nation. So anyway, I wanted to offer that before reading the psalm. It's a wonderful psalm, but let me invite you to read it uh, for yourself and to and to use that as an, an exercise in self-examination. For the director of music, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord. An oracle is within my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes he flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. 
Even on his bed he plots evil. He commits himself to a sinful course and does not reject what is wrong. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love. Both high and low among men find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. May the foot of the proud not come against me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. See how the evildoers lie fallen, thrown down, not able to rise. Psalm 36 We don't know if this was written before or after his sin with Bathsheba, but I would offer to you that David himself, in even penning this, if this was written before his sin with Bathsheba, when he engaged in that sin, he flattered himself he could not even detect his own sin and all that he had done there. And so, anyway, I offer Psalm 36, great, a great psalm. And so, Lord, protect us as a people, as a nation, but also do your work within us. Mm. Okay, let's continue the year in review. I want to talk for a few moments about God's grace that I have observed at Greenwich. I've probably got more notes in front of me here than I will have time for. But let me, if I can, try to go through where I have sensed God's grace in this past year, 20. 21. Uh, I would begin kind of leaning into yesterday's, kind of dovetailing with yesterday, the, the, uh, the season of loss that, that so many of us endured, and then collectively as a church family, what I observed, the grace at Greenwich was the kindness and compassion of the Greenwich church family in, in so many different ways towards so many different people in times of loss. I know not every person at Greenwich didn't know everybody who was affected uh, by loss when, when death had come. But collectively, what I watched was the Greenwich church family become the hands and feet of Jesus, the, the everlasting arms that we fall into that wrap us. Our own arms became that, you know, the care that was offered and just a, a beautiful expression uh, time and again and again and again and again uh, that was called for. And so the, the, the grace of God uh, through compassion in times of loss. Um, the continuing work of our refugee resettlement ministry and team. And uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing effort that is going on that's probably now, what, four or five years old that began out of a Sunday school class, not even in the context of Afghan refugees, in the context of Syrian refugees. And, and one of our church members, C.C. Marshall, followed up and said, hey, we should maybe be a part of this thing somehow, if, if this, what you're saying is true. And that led to 
one thing to another to another to another so that we then received a call and said, hey, could you help this family resettle in the Manassas area? And we had been waiting around for such a call and that was a several years ago. Well, now just in the last three or four weeks over the course of uh, December, a family of 11 came and Eric uh, working with our local uh, county supervisor, Janine Lawson and her office uh, and her staff with county staff to get some waivers so that this family is now staying at the Northern Virginia Baptist Center there on uh, Glenkirk Road and a, a beautiful expression of, of, of kindness by this group of African-American um, Baptist churches who, who, um, who put that camp on. So it's just to watch the cooperation of the body of Christ in this community to help these who, who themselves we have no reason to believe they are Christian uh, at this point. We would pray for that. But the ongoing work that has happened through many at Greenwich of uh, providing furniture and other resources for these families who have had to flee Afghanistan, these who have helped uh, American and, and um, our allied forces uh, after the, the, the collapse of Afghanistan. And so it, it's just amazing to see just quiet but deep and important work of these families who are now in a new country and many who don't speak our language and so the grace at Greenwich that that now and there's an Eric was just telling me yesterday we got another couple families that are getting ready to come within the next couple of weeks and so uh, may God's grace continue to be at Greenwich uh, the music ministry God bless Lon Quinones and Lori and Margaret and Mary and Debbie those who help to lead and, and serve our choir. So some of you recall the Ken Miedema event back in September. Uh, a couple weeks later, Heather Sorensen came and was with us. Um, the Just a couple weeks ago on December 19th, uh, as the choir led us, the, the word in song uh, in our Advent celebration with all the strings and brass and harp and percussion. Wow. Um, God bless Lon Quinones. God bless that ministry, his passion, his vision. And so because of the pandemic, the choir's about cut in half. Some folks have relocated, um, but the pandemic has kept some folks away and we respect that. And, and yet with a few loaves and a couple fish, Lon, God, God through Lon, the grace of God at Greenwich through our music ministry, is doing this beautiful, beautiful expression. And so, so, so thankful for that. Um, our youth ministry, our children's ministry, uh, uh, Jen Perius, uh, 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 Tom and Lauren Sandifer, um, Sue Ellen Kinzer, Eric Beckman, um, Austin and Sinte House, our missionaries and residents, another expression of grace is able to receive Austin and Sinte and have them land here since they've been, uh, we've had to flee Burma. But just our youth ministry and our children's ministry quietly just keep going. Um, not all the families have come back on Sunday mornings as regularly uh, as before the pandemic. We recognize that. But many of them are having their children participate midweek in different expressions and so thankful. It's a quiet ministry we should lift up more. 
uh, but so thankful uh, for that. Uh, the puppets, uh, Sue Ellen, and the couple puppet shows we had around Easter and Christmas, um, so so wonderful. Um, the, the very fact, God's grace, that we are still worshiping in person. A year ago, we were registering people for limited seating on Sunday morning. Remember that? <laughs> and we had the sanctuary rearranged in these seating pods, and it was flawless. Everybody cooperated. That, that, so, so God's grace is that we have been able to engage in in-person worship. We opened up September of 2020 after a few months of being shut down and a few months of being outside. And our in-person worship has gone forward. Everybody has um, cooperated with the process, coming in, putting masks on, registering, getting a name tag, sitting, standing and waving instead of moving about the sanctuary. And then as, as we were able, um, we, we brought the chairs back in, the benches back in, uh, more people. We dropped the rec registration. Folks, just op open the doors and come on in. And, um, and just to be a part of all of that, when so many churches, particularly in our own presbytery, the vast majority of churches in our own presbytery are yet to open. I wonder if some of them will ever reopen because what the pandemic will do over time is it'll just reduce the congregation. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to play for our sister churches. But uh, point being here, <clears throat> by us opening our doors and continuing to do so, and our music ministry and our commitment to preaching the gospel and engage in the, the work, we have welcomed many new faces, many new families and individuals to Greenwich in the last year. Uh, we're getting ready to begin a membership class of folks that are brand new to Greenwich since the pandemic has begun. And so another expression of grace that as we open the doors and just try to welcome the community, we're not tooting our horn in any way, just we're just trying to be there for the people of God who who seek fellowship and and community. So so thankful. Um, the, the staff resilience and leadership of our office staff. I've mentioned that time and again. Did so right before Thanksgiving, but but a tireless, truly tireless in their efforts. Um, you know, many have expanded their responsibilities. Many of our staff have expanded responsibilities and duties. I uh, can't say enough about Maria Duffus, uh, 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 Joy Yates, uh, Lucille, uh, extending herself, uh, connecting uh, with the congregation. It's been hard to stay in touch, and so, so those efforts. Eric uh, Beckman, uh, kind of keeping us connected. You know, uh, live stream. That's another one of these things. We'll be able to live stream as we're in person. Our staff <laughs> work tirelessly. Uh, our our sound booth crew, uh, Mark Barron and others. Um, <clears throat> the live stream ministry itself has been grace at Greenwich. We have folks now throughout the country, former members and others, family members of, of Greenwich church members who, who tune in every week. We've been able to live stream funerals, live stream uh, Eagle Scout uh, Court of Honor. Stephen Snow had his Court of Honor on December 26th, and we congratulate him, and we're able to live stream that for uh, friends and family who weren't able 
to attend. So another great uh, ministry. Um, this thing, this very thing that we're doing, the Basement Academy, uh, the, it, it formally became named the Basement Academy in 21. I'd been doing what I was calling a pastor's daily update, and that had begun back in March of, of 2020, a couple days after the shutdown. And then somewhere along the way, I said, you know, a friend of mine, I described what, what I'm doing here, and he says, oh, it's like a Basement Academy, you know? And it's like, yes, <laughs> here I am in the basement still. And we use this whiteboard to go through, to give a deep dive on biblical, theological, cultural issues, to think Christianly uh, about the issues of the day and the issues of the heart, and to lift a psalm. And, and here we are, uh, some 420 episodes later or whatever. It's crazy, the numbers of these. Um, and then the Wednesday discussion group, the bitter enders, as we call it. If you watch to the bitter end, so to speak, that's, that's where that came from. We would welcome any who want to participate in that. It's a Zoom uh, call that we do every Wednesday afternoon, 3 o'clock till about 4.15, 4.30. You can come and go as you wish. And so would love to have you send me an email and I'll shoot you the Zoom link. But this expression is God's grace at Greenwich. God's grace to me to, to give this whiteboard and these scriptures and this energy to be able to do this, this expression of this teaching ministry and teaching call that I've sensed for many years. And the grace of God to have you participate, to, to watch and to listen, uh, whether it's by the, the video or the audio podcast. So, so another ex expression. Uh, our preschool, Jennifer Boyer and staff uh, just continues quietly to care for these young families and it's gone off without a hitch though they've had to do you know any uh, a greater number of um, um, actions to you know uh, to, to wipe down and prepare and be ready every day to welcome the family's uh, expressions of grace um, I already mentioned Austin and Sente are missionaries and residents they, they came to us uh, last spring uh, sadly, they had to leave uh, their home in Burma and the ministry there, but they have landed here and are engaging. Sinte's working in the preschool, um, Austin working, uh, preaching, as, as we just heard. Austin and Sinte both preached um, uh, his work uh, alongside family ministry, uh, youth ministry in particular, uh, welcoming a Bible study into their home, uh, a youth Bible study every Wednesday night with a meal and scriptures. Just beautiful. Um, the Woodchucks Ministry. I don't know if you know, there's a group of folks who split wood and get it to people who don't have that. And so that's that's just a quiet little ministry that's grown up. Our meal ministry uh, for families who've experienced loss or surgery, um, that, that has expressed and ex expanded itself uh, in this past year. Um, uh, we've got a number who are, involved cooking for local shelters, uh, a monthly shelter meal, and then the ongoing food drives that we are doing. Again, all quiet ministries that have grown up in the last year, year and a half of the pandemic. Um, uh, the uh, financial generosity of the church. Um, we're, we're in the process of closing the books on uh, 2021 and what Joy has told me, uh, our finance administrator, Joy Yates, that the response in 
the last couple weeks, the last week in particular of December, not that we were in financial crisis. You know, we always in December, just here's where we stand. We just want folks to know. A lot of folks do plan their giving uh, to be year end. It's, we're going to finish somewhere north, I think, I think uh, we may be north of $100,000 surplus income over expenses. Now we went into the month, <laughs> not in that position. Um, but once again, the, the generosity of the Greenwich Church family. And so the elders will get that, the, the books will be closed in a couple weeks. It, it takes the accountants uh, to, a little chance to, to, to button that up. But we'll, we'll hear in a couple weeks and we will convey that fully to the church family. But another expression of grace at Greenwich. Uh, I've heard of other churches for whom this is not their experience. And, and so it continues, you know, the pandemic is, is causing some churches to really struggle, partly because they haven't opened, right? I mean, I think that, that's some of it. So, so another expression of, of, of grace at, uh, at Greenwich. Um, I, I guess I would just want to finish with one strange little expression of God's grace, and that was sending three peacocks, technically two peahens, and one peacock, but we'll call them the three peacocks, into Greenwich building the morning of the funeral uh, gathering for Greg Stanley, uh, our, our dear brother, and come around the corner, I've told the story many times, came around the corner, uh, Eric and I were the only ones there uh, at that moment, and I said, Eric, you got to come see this. I have no idea what kind of sign this is, but this is a sign from God. And the peacock as uh, an ancient Christian symbol of the resurrection and eternal life. And I believe those three peacocks, whom I've, we've seen since, but had never seen before. I've been here over 20 years and have never seen one peacock, let alone three, inside the church. <laughs> And the, the providential ordering of that portion of God's creation, these strange, beautiful creatures, at just that moment, for a family who was deeply grieving and a community who was deeply grieving, uh, there were over 500 people gathered that day. We can't fit 500 people into the sanctuary. Uh, they were spread everywhere. In the hallways, my son and wife were sitting in the closet, <laughs> the storage closet across from the, um, uh, from the uh, choir room, but they had a little angle in and we live streamed that out and um, represented members of the, the Leonard Skinner band who knew Greg had sent flowers and there was a short video, a tribute video from... Uh, one of the Van Zants, who's a believer in Christ, and just an a wonderful day, but a hard day for that family who was grieving hard. And God sends three peacocks as a sign. Everything's okay. And so, when we stand to affirm, I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. It's not an empty affirmation. It is something that we bank on, we, we commit to, but we live by. 
And so, uh, as Christ has died and risen, so we shall die and rise with him. And God sends a couple peacocks just to waddle on into the church as a little sign that he cares and he knows. And so this is some of where I've seen the grace of God at Greenwich uh, in this past year. I know there are way more expressions than that, but I hope these reflections will strengthen you uh, in your own faith, hope, and love uh, that we have a God who knows and cares and is with us uh, always. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the generous, gracious ways you show yourself among us, through us, to us. And so take these expressions that have been present in this past year and, and multiply them in this coming year that your grace would grow and abound in us, among us, through us to bless more and more in the Greenwich community and beyond. And so, Father, keep us in your care as we walk through this strange day of remembrance, recalling uh, the events of a year ago. We pray for your protection uh, of our nation. We pray for our leaders, uh, from the White House to the State House, to the local uh, county supervisors, um, and to the leaders of our church. Lord, would you, uh, would you graciously keep us and help us to be faithful citizens, not only of the Commonwealth uh, of Virginia uh, and of these United States, but of the Commonwealth of, of Heaven. And so bless us, we pray in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the God of grace and mercy and freedom and truth and hope, may that God watch over you, keep you and bless you today and forevermore. Amen.